Welcome to this week's episode of Dylan's Vlog and Podcast. Thanks for joining me, for downloading this episode, or for watching it on YouTube, wherever you might be. I've got an interesting show covering a topic that has come out of doing a couple of performas for some entrepreneurs that were looking for some help trying to figure out how to manage their cash using the um, cash flow quadrant for business owners that I've mentioned in the last couple of episodes. And uh, you can uh, learn more about it in the show notes. Just click the link. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for today's episode to break open a topic um, that I think a lot about. And uh, it turns out I'm not the only one thinking about it as an entrepreneur, not only um, having started some businesses, but currently operating some businesses and now trying to figure out what's what's the big game plan and um, how can I make sure that the time that I'm spending on the things that I'm involved in are worth it. And so just a reminder, if this is your first time listening, that I put this together, this episode together once a week as an entrepreneur to share some of the things going on in my world in hopes of connecting with other entrepreneurs that are looking just to see what other folks are doing and what they're learning. And uh, it's a great networking opportunity for me, as well as it gives me the opportunity to flesh out my thinking and to explore some of my own thoughts. And what's nice is when these episodes go live, I do get some feedback and I do get to connect with other entrepreneurs and, and I get to shape my thinking and all in an attempt to become better at what I do. I have a small portfolio of businesses, uh, two traditional brick and mortar businesses, an online uh, business as well, and um, no shortage of no shortage of lessons to to learn and ideas to share. So anyway, uh, make sure to connect or reach out LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Um, that's usually the easiest place to get me uh, along with email. And uh, would love to hear about your business and what you think of some of the ideas that I share here. So let's get started. I'm gonna really just focus on one uh, topic here for the next couple minutes, and it's this whole idea of creating value versus consuming value. And this is something I think a lot about because as I look at the portfolio of businesses that I have, you can oftentimes get stuck wondering if it's worth it. Is all of this even worth it? Um, uh, I'm a Christian, so I have a biblical worldview that I take and that helps shape some of my thinking when it comes to running businesses. But even if you don't have that type of a worldview, we all do have a, a worldview that we use um, either uh, consciously or subconsciously when we run our businesses. And for me, this is sort of the theme of what I'm always thinking about, which is, am I creating value or am I consuming value? And just as you know, I think just to create some context, every entrepreneur starts with an idea. So there's there's usually um, nothing there except the thought that I could do something. And then through their own effort, they find people, they find resources, they start generating sales, they incur expenses, they hopefully make some profit, and then that profit is used to reinvest back into people and resources, which should lead to more sales, and they incur more expenses and hopefully more profit, and so the cycle continues round and round and round. So as an entrepreneur, the question I'm always asking is, is our business creating value or consuming value? And when a business is first starting, or in my case, over the last decade, I've worked with businesses that are in a turnaround mode, there really isn't a focus on creating value as much as there is on surviving. But in order to survive and then make your way through to adjusting and growing and investing, so if you look at the cash flow quadrant for business owners, you'll understand what that means, uh, there, you do have to be creating value as an entrepreneur. 
in my experience, businesses go through cycles. And so some businesses have a, have a, a period of time where they're creating an enormous amount of value. They're able to take, you know, just in simple math, um, you know, one unit of people, one unit of resources and create three units of result. They're able to give people gainful employment. They're able to solve a problem in the marketplace. They're able to uh, ultimately fetch a better result than their, com their competitors. And so um, there's a, you know, maybe that's because they found a unique marketing hack or a sales strategy or their product or service is in front of the crowd that they, um, or in front of the market that they work in. And so there's a period of time where they're creating a lot of value. But then as an organization grows, as an entrepreneur leaves that moment of desperation and starts to uh, realize, on, on a, uh, realize a, a stable and consistent result, then the organization tends to shift more into consuming value, which means that their margins start to shrink, their ability to continue to give people work shrinks, their ability to be innovative and continue to solve problems for customers shrinks. And so even though they might be profitable, they may be um, on the consuming side of profit as opposed to the creating side uh, of profit. And so uh, kind of the way I define that is if a business hasn't been able uh, for me, I shouldn't say this is across the board. This is just how I look at it. But if our if the margins in my business aren't improving, the margins are generally a reflection of of how well of a job are we doing. If year to year our business stays the same, we don't introduce any new products, we don't introduce any new innovations, we don't in, uh, invest into uh, new business processes that allow us to continue to help people focus on what they're really good at and not spend so much time doing something that a computer could do, then I know that we're creating value. I'm creating value as an entrepreneur and a leader of the organization. So um, I don't know how you feel about this, but a point of frustration for many entrepreneurs is cash flow. Uh, I started off this episode by saying I've been preparing uh, cash flow templates for entrepreneurs to use because I have a very specific way that I do it in my business and there's some entrepreneurs that find it interesting and have asked me to do it for their business and again um, you can learn more about that in the show notes but cash flow is a major point of frustration for entrepreneurs and I've usually seen if you sort of step back from the whole exercise that cash flow is usually indicative of whether value is being created or consumed and I guess the simplest example would be let's say you have a business and it has a certain level of accounts receivable. Let's just say the accounts receivable is always $200,000. And all you end up doing as an entrepreneur is continuing, you continue to flip over that $200,000. So your margins stay the same, your profitability stays the same, your revenue either goes up, uh, uh, goes up and you have smaller margins. But if that $200,000 is constantly rolling through your business, that would be an indication that you're probably consuming value. So you're just treading water or you're, you're profitable, but you're not creating anything out of that profit. Um, that $200,000 already reflects everything you've created, but it's not growing. Um, then that's usually, um, that's usually where cash flow starts to get tight because if a couple people don't pay you, or you run into un some unforeseen events in your business, then that $200,000, which normally turns over, starts to over time atrophy and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And so for me, cash flow is a point of frustration for entrepreneurs and myself, but it also is a reflection of what is our business doing? Is this particular business creating value or are we consuming it? If we're consuming it, 
We can only do that for so long until our business begins to atrophy and ultimately um, slide into <laughs> nothingness. But if we're creating value, even if we're wrong, but we're trying experiments, we're trying strategies, we are forcing ourselves to think uh, differently about how we solve problems for our customers, then over time, uh, the results start to show up in our cash flow. Um, I, and my experience is that it is pretty much that simple. Um, if your business is having cash flow problems, but all of this sounds very kind of abstract to you, then you might want to just look again at that cash flow quadrant to get a better handle on what you should be thinking about, depending on which quadrant your business falls into. So this begs the question though, Dylan, why even bother asking the question whether or not my business is consuming value or creating value? And I find that, um, Entrepreneurs like myself that are operators and aren't purely investors just looking for an investment return, there's only so much time that we have as entrepreneurs to try and get the result that we're, we're looking for. And if, you know, I have this theory that market leaders in a, any given marketplace generally take the majority of the market. And I don't know that this math is exactly correct, but it does sort of highlight the point, which is, you know, 20% of the businesses in a marketplace do 80% of the revenue which means that if you're not in that top 20%, then you're in the 80% and 80% of the business only gets 20% of the sales. So what does that mean? That means if you're not a market leader, you're probably fighting to preserve your margin. Like everybody else in your industry, you probably have exactly the same pricing. You probably have exactly the same website and the same product offering. And there's nothing that uh, helps you stand out from the crowd and become a leader. And so that is indicative of a business that's usually just consuming value. You take in a dollar, you spend a dollar. You take in a dollar, you spend a dollar. Whereas market leaders generally take in a dollar and turn it into two. Take in a dollar and turn it into two. And they're able to do that because they're market leaders. So why does this matter? It matters because as an entrepreneur, I want to create uh, something that is valuable to ultimately ensure that I'm uh, getting a result out of what I'm spending my time on every day. But even more basic than that is a business has to create value in order to survive and thrive. Um, I'm at a stage of my career right now where I have businesses that I've moved from sort of the struggling quadrant into the adjusting quadrant, and we're now making our way into the growing quadrant. But over the next five to 10 years, I'd like to move into the investing quadrant where our businesses are producing and creating enough value that we can take that excess result and invest it into other things and, and now get a multiplier effect on all of our efforts. And so I think it's important to ask this question all the time because at the end of the day, um, you can't take any of this money with you. There, I heard it said uh, this past weekend that there are no pockets in a casket, which I thought was pretty was pretty unique. Um, but yeah, I think we also all want something to, to work towards. I don't think that entrepreneurs want to work just for the sake of working. I think that it takes a lot of guts um, to become an entrepreneur, to sort of step out of the traditional path and do something unique. And then if you're going to do that, there has to be a reason why you continue to do it. And it, at, at first it becomes just surviving, just struggling to survive. And then, you know, as you get your feet beneath you and you've got some consistency and some stability, then you run the risk of losing it to the competitor or to different product innovations or service innovations. And so there's always a need to keep going. In business, the greatest thing is that you never stand still. You are either moving forward or you're slowly moving backwards, even if you don't realize it. So I don't think there's any harm in trying to um, 
proactively uh, take a business forward. So I don't know how you feel about that. I would be interested to hear um, your comments. Again, if a business needs to create value in order to survive, seems logical to me that I'd continue to ask myself this question as well as maybe some more particular questions like, am I finding new ways to create something out of nothing? Because that's how these, that's how businesses come to be in the first place. Um, am I living off of yesterday's glory days? Um, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs get trapped in thinking, Hey, you know, during these couple of years, we were killing it and we just sort of rode that into the next couple of years. And now our business is in, is in trouble. I think that for me, that's kind of the classic arc of what an entrepreneur goes through. And I'm always very keen to make sure I don't fall back into that arc because I have done that, uh, even myself. Um, I think even, you know, if you think bigger, if I sort of walk through the quadrants of, you know, struggle to survive, then adjusted the businesses so that they could grow, then started growing businesses so that I could ultimately become an investor. Even if I'm able to sell uh, any of the things that I'm involved in, any of the businesses that I'm involved in, I still think that I should be keen to try and create more value with those winnings because I can't take them with me. Um, I don't believe that just handing them down to uh, my family makes any sense um, because I think that there's an element of entitlement there that you you know, it's always hard to hand a business off generationally anyway, but if you take a step back and, and if there's no greater vision, if there's no greater purpose for it and the and children and, and relatives didn't kind of grow up in the business, then there's no point handing it off to them because eventually they'll just run it into the ground um, anyway. And so, you know, if I take a step back, I say, even if I were to sell these businesses, I just, I enjoy the chase. I enjoy um, the struggle and the challenge of, of creating value and problem solving and trying to, um, of course, leave the world in a better place um, when I leave them, when I, when I got here. But I do also think that there's so many problems in the world that we could be working on. And um, one success should lead to another. Creating value in one place should act as a bit of a, a model to see how we can create value in other places. And so, anyway... That's kind of what I'm thinking about today. It's what I want to spend a few minutes thinking through as I kind of digested my thoughts and tried to understand, you know, in the position I'm in right now, I've shared um, in the last episode that for me, psychologically, the last couple of years um, unknowingly have been spent just wondering, can I keep our businesses alive, um, much less make them something really valuable? Can we just hang on? And then it seems like in the last sort of four to eight weeks, looking back, um, the market is back in the businesses that I'm involved with. And now we're having to get, I'm having to get out of that survival mentality into more of a mentality that sees us taking advantage of however long this window in the market is going to, to last, notwithstanding inflation and all of the challenges that are going on out there. And certainly not like it has been for the last two years. And so uh, as I think through that exercise kind of the, the anchoring idea that I'm constantly paying attention to is, am I creating value or, or am I consuming value? Do our businesses create value or are they just consuming value? And if they're consuming it, they're slowly going to atrophy. If they're creating it, then that means they're going to be able to grow. And that is ultimately my hopes. So I'd be curious to hear what you think. Drop a line, uh, send me a tweet, send an email. I'm a pretty easy guy uh, to get a hold of. I'm going to share a tweet that I found um, was insightful and interesting. It uh, came up a couple days ago. A fellow named Michael Mitchell was uh, sharing um, a Twitter thread about um, 
what he had done with uh, Zares, I think. Is that the name of the company? Let me just see here. I think it was Zares, the jewelry company. Let me quickly make sure I got that right. Um, uh, Zares or Zanes? Zales. Sorry, Zales. Uh, so with Zales, he was sharing, he was there through this whole turnaround and Anyway, you can, you'll be able to uh, find it if you're on Twitter, and it's incredibly interesting. It's really long, but there was one pertinent um, tweet that he had made that I had ended up responding to, and he had said uh, during kind of the tough times in their office, like things were just falling apart, and he, he tweeted, I had meetings with the finance team regularly and got to ask hard-hitting questions like, what happens if we can't make payroll? Let's say we had to fire 90% of our staff. Who can we not lose? It was so unbelievably awful. I'm almost crying just thinking about it. And what I had responded with was, these are the types of questions that a small business owner should be asking all of the time when a company is adjusting or struggling. So again, back to that cash flow quadrant. If your business is struggling or adjusting, these are the sorts of questions that shouldn't be awkward. They're not questions that should only come up once in a while. They should be questions that you're asking yourself all of the time. If we were forced, we had no choice, but we were forced to lay people off. Who can we not afford to lose? And then what does that teach us about our business? Where do we have some work to do to shore it up? And I know I've had to deal with that firsthand in my portfolio for the last couple of years, just because of COVID. Um, what happens if we can't make payroll? Um, you know, that's a total non-starter because if you have people on your team, they're counting on you to provide for them as the entrepreneur, as the business owner. But if your business is heading down a path and you just don't see that happening, then there's no point delaying the inevitable. But and you, and you should make sure to tell people that and keep them posted. That's a style over substance question. But I do think businesses that are adjusting or struggling in that cash flow quadrant should constantly be asking really hard questions. And at first, it's frustrating and it feels awkward. But over time, what happens is two things. One, I've learned that if you can ask the hard questions um, and make it part of your normal narrative, it stops becoming weird. It's kind of like the boogeyman. Every, uh, when a company is struggling or adjusting to try and figure out how they're going to survive, um, being able to say out loud what everyone might be thinking in their head is incredibly, incredibly helpful. And um, as an entrepreneur, I think while it's painful at first, people end up appreciating it later. And then what happens is over time, people get used to understanding that times are tough. They start acting differently. They make different decisions. For example, the people that don't want to be on your team, they'll just find a way to leave because they're no longer contributing. But the people that believe in what your company is doing, they believe in you to lead them through a tough time, they're going to stay, they're going to roll up their sleeves, and they're going to work harder than before. And I think we're kind of seeing that that happening right now, right across the marketplace, certainly with tech companies. You know, I've heard it said that because the last couple of years were so good in the tech business that really anyone with a heartbeat could get employed at these companies. But now companies like Netflix and Amazon and Apple they're laying people off, not just 10 people, but hundreds of people. And those people that are um, choosing to be laid off either don't belong in those organizations anymore, don't see a way for them to add any more value, and now they may end up being without a job. Um, but I don't think it's any different for us as entrepreneurs. During those tough times when you're struggling or you're adjusting your business, you really get to see who's on your team, who's part of wanting, who is wanting to contribute to your success, who's creating value, kind of back to the earlier conversation versus who's just consuming it. Because as an entrepreneur, you can't really afford um, to have people just consume the resources of your business without putting anything back. And for me, 
I think that sort of flows into this idea that over the next 18 to 24 months, it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be pretty difficult for a lot of businesses. Certainly, it's going to be tough for employees with inflation. That's going to push into uh, companies having to give wage increases, and that's going to force its way into price increases, which is going to force its way into maybe not being able to serve as many customers as your business might have been able to serve before. But there's also a lot of opportunity as well. There's an opportunity to make sure you have the right people on your team. I know in one of our businesses, I've been doing that for almost uh, this summer will be two years. We've been moving people in and out of the business to try and get the right team because with the right team, we're now in a position to grow and we're going to be looking for um, bigger facilities, physical facilities, but we couldn't have done that with the team we had before. So it's been very strategic to try and uh, move this business through struggling to adjusting and finally into growing. We're just making our way across that line right now on the on the cash flow quadrant. And uh, in order to, to grow and to now get economies of scale, we just simply need bigger physical space. So the point is, when I saw that tweet, we should always be, as entrepreneurs, we should always be having tough conversations if that's the position that our business is in right now. If we're struggling or adjusting, um, again, if you need to know what that means, refer to the cash flow quadrant. It's in the show notes. Um, but if your business is struggling or adjusting, then having those frank, hard, difficult conversations at first are, are you know, painful to have. But over time, they end up being incredibly valuable and they end up shaping your culture. They end up shaping your team. And uh, if you continue to tune into these episodes, then you will get to see what that has done in our businesses because that has been my playbook to date. So um, that's about all I've got to share on this week's episode of Dylan's podcast and vlog. So thank you for joining me. Again, I'd be curious to hear about your business. Is it creating value? Is it consuming value? Is that something you've even thought about before? Um, maybe you've thought about it in a different way, but I would certainly love to hear your thoughts on it. So make sure to reach out. And if you get a chance, um, subscribe, rate, share, uh, give some feedback on uh, the video or the podcast because that's how it gets into the hands of other entrepreneurs. And selfishly, that's what I'm trying to do with this is to try and meet other entrepreneurs like me that are just running simple businesses that want to uh, provide for their families, give people a great place to work, and ultimately leverage their skills and experience uh, into something that, you know, um, is, is worth having spent time on. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.